0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Film Experience Podcast. This is your co-host, Murtada Ilfal, and we are talking to you today from our apartments, like we usually do. So from that perspective, nothing's changed, but (laughs) the world has changed. I'm here with my co-host, Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel.
1: Hello, Murtada. I was going to say you're my first human contact in days, but that would be a lie, although it would sound appropriately dramatic to the situation we're in. Yes. That would be
0: very dramatic.
1: Because I know you have roommates. So. <laughs> yes. Um and I had a long uh, uh Zoom call with a bunch of college friends yesterday. So people have found creative ways to stay in touch with uh friends over the past uh, Yeah.
0: I've had a few FaceTime calls with friends too. Yes. Um like at cocktail hours, like six o'clock. Let's all
1: get on FaceTime and Raise a, a glass. Co- yeah, raise a glass and talk. Um, so this is our first podcast of the season and our first coronavirus filled podcast. I am currently sick. Um, you can't catch it from a podcast. I don't know if I have it. Of course, I have a fever, but it's at a it's at a non scary ninety nine point nine at the moment. Um, but I, this is exciting to be able to do something other than lay in bed.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you feel better soon. Um, I think a lot of us, including me, every day wake up with a little bit of ache here or there, a sore throat, a little bit of something. It's like, is this it? Is this COVID-19? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it finally arrived? And then it passes. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, we're all yeah. in that sort of like, and probably, you know, with all what's happening and all the testing not available and nobody knowing what it is, I'm sure yeah. some of us have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... I think it's safer if you're feeling sick at all to assume that you have it already. Um, So I've been sick for three days for those listening, but no cause for alarm as yet um, because, you know, one of the symptoms is uh, trouble breathing. And I definitely have not had any issues with that. And that's the dangerous part. Yes. So everything, everything else I can handle. um, I feel I've had fevers before I've had, uh, you know, bad flus before. I've had pneumonia even before. And pneumonia is super scary. Have you ever had that, Murtada? I have not had pneumonia,
0: but I've had malaria, which was super scary too.
1: Yeah. Pneumonia was so frightening. I literally thought I was going to die when I had it Um, because that really messes with your ability to breathe and it's just horrible. So I'm scared a little bit that this could turn into something more, of course, because having a fever during this is not a good look. (laughs) But I've been sheltered at home, so yes. we'll see. And this I'm actually really we're... excited to talk about movies, because it's yeah. something different, the coronavirus.
0: Me too. Um, Philip and I have been in self-quarantine. I think this is day nine now. We do our exercise to go to the grocery store. So mm-hmm. I tried one of those online workouts. It was 40-minute one. I did it once for 20 minutes, and here we are. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't been outside in a while. Um so we'll see. <laughs> um
0: So the movies we are talking about today um is a mix of maybe a movie that some have seen as the last movie they've seen before movies close, and that's Emma. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the Jane Austen adaptation, which stars Anna Taylor Joy. And the other movie we're gonna talk about is Cactus Flower which you did um, a reader choice and it came, I think, second to a movie you've already discussed. So that's why we're like, all right, you know, since people wanted this one to, why not talk about it?
1: Yes. And in both cases, um, Emma was the last thing I saw in movie theaters before they closed. Um, So I'm glad I went to it. And um, and, uh, I'm really glad that The readers were so excited about Cactus Flower because I super enjoyed it. And it was the perfect length. I have this about movies, the 90 minutes is the perfect length, and so few movies are actually 90 minutes. Um, and. Few new movies are 90 minutes. I think a lot of old movies are
0: 90 minutes.
1: Yeah. And I think it's the perfect length. Not only is it the, you know, supposedly the REM cycle, but, um, and movies are dreams, but, um, it, it's like, that amount of time, I think, is easy to give yourself over to something completely. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it goes beyond that, you're just like, not necessarily checking your watch, because it's not like long movies are boring. It depends on the movie. But, you know, you have a life. <laughs> so yeah. for for 90 minutes, I was completely transported into the silly, like, you know, 1969, like... Romp. Bedroom it... farce, yeah. yeah. Bedroom farce
0: is a good way of labeling it. I was thinking sex romp. But sex, bedroom, that's all
1: great. Yeah. Yeah, there's no actual, like, well, there is a little bit, but it's off screen. But, uh, I'm, but they're I'm sure all trying very... to have sex, the whole yes, movie. Yes.
0: So that's the thing, right? It's yeah. all about, they're all trying to have sex with each other, and, or fall in love, or mar- get married, which is kind of all about sex in the end. Yeah. So did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it. So Cactus Flower is at the Criterion channel, if you haven't seen it, or if you have a subscription there, you can catch it now. Um, And it stars Ingrid Bergman and Walter Matthau, and in an Oscar-winning performance, Goldie Hawn, young Goldie Hawn from 1969.
1: Yes, very young with those enormous eyes, yes, As the which I'm sure, yeah, which I'm sure were a huge head of movie theaters, blown up to like 70 millimeter. Um, yeah, I, I found the whole thing delightful. I mean, it's super sexist, but you have to watch yeah. movies with so with sexist. like context in mind, you know, of when they were when they were filmed. Um, yes. um do but you want to tell the l- the l- l- listeners what's it about? Oh, sure. Yes, sorry. So uh, the movie is about a very young, somewhat crazy girl who decides to commit suicide because her married lover has banned her again for his wife. Um, And of course, that doesn't that plan is the opening scene. So that doesn't pan out. Yeah. So then it becomes a sort of a romantic comedy slash bedroom farce where she's caught in this web of lies with her dentist boyfriend who has told her their entire relationship that he's married but he's not actually married so then he ends up having his assistant the lovely Ingrid Bergman poses his wife so it's very much like a if, if you think three's company like bedroom farce from the 70s sitcom television it's that kind of setup
0: mm, mistaken identities yeah. people playing at being other people Allegiance yep. is shifting. Lovers changing yeah. mind about yeah. who they love and who they hate.
1: Yeah. So like it, it's better to not go into too much plot because the delight of the movie is how nimbly the actors like play these like ridiculous <laughs> situations and scenes. Yeah. Um. And Goldie Hahn and Ingrid. And I know we always talk about actresses, but I'm sorry. They're, they're both lovely in this movie. And I I just was like head over heels for Ingrid Bergman. I know that Goldie won the Oscar, but I just thought every moment of Ingrid Bergman was perfect in this movie.
0: She's so funny in it. And she... and. Unlike Goldie, who I think is, is delightful, but Goldie's yes. more playing on one register, Ingrid has yeah. different shades because her, her character goes through different things. At first, she's just the assistant. She's very late, um, holding back her emotions. And then as <laughs> as, the, as the movie progresses, you get to see her play different emotions and get to show more of a fun side. So it it is really a great performance and very fun. Unlike, like, if you know if you think of Ingrid Bergman from like Autumn Sonata or something like this is yeah. completely changed.
1: Yeah. And also what's I think what's great about it is she doesn't actually play comedy as comedy really. She's she plays it kind of in a dramatic register but it just comes across as so funny, I think because of the deadpan way that she chooses to play a lot of the scenes. Um and because she has such natural like gravitas, it like makes the shift as the character goes from this sort of spurned lover drama into, like, this, oh I'm sexy and I didn't even know it type of, <laughs> like, in command of her, her own life. Like, it's just so delightful to watch that transition and see her take over the movie.
0: Yeah, it is great. I just great.
1: really fell for her in it.
0: I did, too. And there is a big scene in the middle. And the movie is based on a play, and you can totally tell that by the movie because it takes place in, like, three locations, all interiors. Mm. So there's a big set piece in a nightclub where all of the characters in the movie, literally all the characters in the movie, not just the leads, go to. And it's a long scene that you can see that this is, I don't know, the second act of the play or something. So it's a long scene where they all are dancing and sitting together, talking to different people, and everybody sort of moves around the stage because it's totally filmed like it's a stage play. (laughs) <laughs> and so they're, they, you know, they move. And Ingrid is at the center of all of that, and she gets to play off and play against a lot of the actors in the movie. And it's so delightful to watch her do that while dancing and doing all kind of fun shenanigans.
1: Yes, yeah, I just, I, I, just really loved her in it, and um, and I, you know, it's weird. I think because I saw this after um, Butterflies Are Free which we watched for one of the SmackDowns. Um, and, you know, that was another one of Goldie Hawn's big movies from around this time, also based on a uh, stage play. Um, and I just, so I wasn't, because I had seen this era of, of Goldie Hawn before, so I wasn't, like, blown away by, like, her entrance into the movies, as mm-hmm. people apparently were in 1969. Um, but she's just got such a, I totally see why she won the Oscar. It's such, like, a star-is-born performance, you know? Yeah. But to me, it wasn't as good as Singer Bergman in the same movie. I mean, <laughs> and she... I liked her in Butterflies are Free more, actually. Oh, you did. And that was a few years after this one. Yeah, but I, what you were saying about um, that she's only in one register, whereas Butterflies are Free, I think, gives her a lot more to play with because she's more like actually the lead. Mm hmm. It's kind of a stretch to call her supporting a cactus flower, but she's also not totally the lead because it's like a three character thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie does open with her. Like, it's yeah. a long scene with her trying to commit suicide and then meeting, you know, one of the supporting characters and and so for like i don't know half an hour we only see her and this other actor and we don't see the stars supposedly ingrid and walter Matthau. they appear later so it's it's a huge impact
1: role yeah 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 but if you did screen time i wonder what it would be like it'd probably be the same as ingrid maybe because ingrid gets more and more crucial as it goes on yeah they sort of trade places you know yes Um,
0: exactly it starts with Goldie, but ends with Ingrid.
1: Yeah, and the last scene is just perfect. The last line, yeah, Ingrid's last cute. line, <laughs> it's just adorable.
0: Yeah. So
1: if you've never seen this, and and as a matter of fact, if you do not have you not subscribed to the Criterion Channel, you must. Like it's unreal how many good how many good things they have on there.
0: Yes, I agree. And actually, I've been spending a lot of time on the Criterion Channel since this quarantine started. I just saw Gilda last night. I saw the last Metro with Catherine Deneuve. Waiting to exhale, although that wasn't on the Criterion channel, but it's on Hulu. It's great. It's lovely. (laughs) Loretta (laughs) Devine is so gorgeous in that movie and so warm and beautiful.
1: I haven't seen that since the 90s, but I was all about Angela Bassett. um, So I should probably watch it again. Yeah,
0: she's. Right? Yeah, and Whitney is so funny and such a good actress, which we don't remember these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else can we say about Cactus Flower other than the alarming sexism? There's there's a lot of movies, and it's not just the '70s or '60s. There's a lot of movies that have this like point world point of view that men are just cads, and it's up to women to sort of rein them in. Yes, and it's accepted that your husband's going to try to philander. You know, it's like that sort of mindset. Yeah. And one of the, like, the other sort of, I thought, felt flat jokes is that they're presenting
0: one of the characters or somebody who, a woman, somebody who wants to have sex, and they immediately call her a nympho. And that's, like, the joke. She wants to have sex. She must be a nympho. And then they keep building on that. She's like, and then it becomes like, oh, the kids don't even look like you. They might not be. She's a nympho. And it's just... (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I had totally forgotten about that. The kids don't even look like you thing but yeah,
0: so because they aren't
1: her kids, actually. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> there are so many sort of just you're just like what? What is happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you can remove your uh, 2020 glasses, um, it's a really delightful romantic comedy. Um, and I and I do think it, uh, even though it cuts men a lot of slack i do think it um it's not like it's not also poking fun at walter mathel's character you know
0: yeah it is i mean he is presented as a cad but
1: yeah. a charming cad that you can't yeah miss, yeah
0: but help
1: but <laughs> fall in love with him yeah i think it might have worked a lot better with Cary grant in the role actually
0: yeah Someone Um, you can understand the appeal. I mean, Walter Matthau is funny, and he's very funny in this film. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's just like, all these women are into him that much. I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) The appeal escapes me, but fine. Oh, and since not that we, you don't want to keep uh, harping on coronavirus, but also, (laughs) were you cringing at all the dentistry scenes where he's, like, putting his hands in people's mouths without gloves?
0: Yeah, I have to say I didn't notice that, but yeah, that oh, would be
1: cringy. Maybe because I had just started feeling sick when I was watching it. I was like, what? Like, all the scenes in a dentist, obviously, he's constantly putting his fingers in people's mouths. No gloves. I mean, that's unhygienic anyway, let alone now.
0: <laughs> so
1: this and is made not me think realistic. Went... <laughs> yeah, well, then I went and made me think, when I was a little kid, did the dentist not wear gloves? Like, I was trying to remember and I didn't remember. I guess it must be just a movie dentist, Nathaniel. I I
0: can't imagine (laughs) they would do that.
1: Yeah. Realism is not the movie's forte, we can say that. Absolutely. Including the fact that they all go back to the same club, and I I get what you're saying about It's obviously Act 2. Yeah. But, like, there's only one club that all of these people can go to and they all go to it at the same time so
0: yeah (laughs) it's like it's you know it's cheers the neighborhood bar
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: but it's fun like you know like nathaniel said just forget all these little things i mean it could be little to some not so little to others but if you try and gloss over it then you'll enjoy it
1: yeah, it's really fun. So thank you for voting for it, even though it didn't win. Lady in a Cage was the film that won, and that was made a really good uh, topic of discussion on the blog. So I'm really enjoying these uh, reader polls. And what's so the ne- new
0: reader poll about?
1: The, the new one is on uh, Only Angels Have Wings, which I've never seen. Oh. Um, that's the next one. Um and then we're also gonna do, because I'm now stuck at home along with everyone else, we're also gonna do Pollyanna, which was the runner up.
0: Oh, that's nice. I've never seen only angels have wings. Is that a, the Jean Arthur Cary Grant movie, right?
1: Yes. And that is also on Criterion. Uh Pollyanna's on Disney Plus. Um so we'll see. But um well, okay, Emma. Not Disney, but can feel a bit Disney-esque because it's so happy and pure in the way that uh, literary, fanciful, funny literary adaptations can feel.
0: There are so many Emmas.
1: There really are. It's a story that keeps getting made. The power
0: of Jane Austen compels people, I guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I have sort of a Apparently, unpopular take on this. I actually think the Gwyneth Paltrow version is better. I agree. I went and and watched the Gwyneth Paltrow version. Everybody keeps dissing that in articles about the new one. And I was like, do they just remember this movie better than I did? Because I thought that one was so delightful. And I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was perfect as Emma.
0: So perfect. Um, Because she plays Emma as a mean girl. And Emma is a mean girl. And she gives her a little bit of an edge that... I don't think Anna Taylor-Joy has given it to her i I found her Emma to be very bland.
1: mm I mean, I did really enjoy it. I don't want to give off the impression that I didn't enjoy it. I had a great time at the movies. I'm really glad I got to see one more before the movie theaters closed, but um and it was funny, but it also felt a little um mm. like I kept wanting to know more about the like supporting players. You're like some of them felt a little unfinished to me in terms of like the storylines, and I know Emma's very you know it's a titular role so it's very much the focus, but um, I guess I was hoping for more in terms of the whole ensemble, you know. Yeah, I mean
0: the performance that I really loved was Bill Nye. He has a very small part as Mr. Woodhouse, yeah. Emma's dad, and he's a hypochondriac and he's always trying to change where he sits so that he doesn't catch a draft it's it's very fun and it's very physical and he's always has the pursed lips and this sort of downcast eyes like he his face is so expressive and he is just so funny and I thought that he was the best performance and unfortunately I didn't like any of the younger actors and I'm like you know what maybe acting actually needs experience that was the thing that I left this Mm -hmm. Emma with because Interesting, especially Mr. Knightley. That what a bland performance. He's even blander than Anna Taylor Joy. And with that hair, get a shampoo. Like what is up <laughs> with this Mr. Knightley and like the blonde rock star from the seventies hair? Like what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is oh, this see, I, I, Johnny I thought Flynn?
1: He was Johnny Flynn. Yeah, no, I didn't. I found him appeal in that at all. I saw him in that uh, Anna Hathaway movie. Um, One song, was that what it was called? Mm -hmm. It didn't really get released, but um, that was his debut, I think. I did see that one, a romantic drama. Um, And I liked him in that, but it was a little bit more, like definitely in his wheelhouse as like a singer-songwriter type of performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I liked everybody in this just fine. I didn't think anybody was lacking per se. I just, It just to me it was sort of like fun, but not like it's definitely not my favorite Emma is what I'm saying. I I think the '96 version is funnier, and I think um, Clueless is of course the best one still.
0: Clueless is definitely the best because, you know, after I watched this and then I watched the Gwyneth Paltrow one because it's on HBO, so everybody can watch that. And actually, this Emma is now available, you know, for streaming at home starting tonight, Friday, where we're recording this. Um, So everybody can watch it if you haven't watched it. But what I found why Clueless works is that Emma is such a long, convoluted story. And in both versions, I felt like there is a lot at the end when you feel like everything's been resolved. Mm -hmm. But there is like half an hour. in Both movies of stories still to tell because they have to go back and resolve everything with Harriet, which is played by Toni Collette with Gwyneth Paltrow and by Mia Goss with Anna Taylor-Joy. And you're like... Why do we have to have three scenes where they try to resolve the one thing? Can you just do one thing? Do what they did in Clueless. Get us to the <laughs> end.
1: <laughs> I just see yeah. I don't even remember how Clueless resolved the those storylines. I just remember being it being perfect. It's most streamlined. I, actually there's
0: less characters in there's like a couple of characters, um uh, so, for instance, the Churchill character, which is played by you and McGregor, and I don't know who plays it with Aaron. Some they all look the same. First of all, all the men in Emma, kind the young men, all kind of look the same. Um, but anyway, Churchill is like the the flinty guy who like loves somebody else, but Emma has a crush. on Oh him yeah. And they made him gay, in the version. In oh Clueless. yeah. So then that result the fact that you don't have to give to create another character. Like another, because there is another woman. For her to have a
1: rival, right? uh, For Emma
0: to have a rival. It's just like, oh, the guy she likes, she discovers he's gay and they become best friends. Boom, streamlined. Very nice.
1: (laughs) Yes. But
0: here you have to like. Yes, that was
1: a fun invention, yeah.
0: Yeah, there is a rival and there is, um, you know, you have to create that character. And then there's so many scenes about her. And Jane Fairfax, I don't know if readers of the oh. book, I haven't read the book, so tell me if, if Jane Fairfax is more fleshed in the novel. Because here, she is a rival, but you basically get one scene where she plays the piano better than Emma, and that's it. And that's in both versions, so in neither version is she a compelling rival for Emma. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was she was who I was thinking of primarily when I was like I wanted a little more from the supporting cast and it's not the actress, it's just mm-hmm. that she doesn't really get scenes to play. So this is not a knock on the actress. I just was like that character like it I have never read the book, Emma, um, I am confessing. So maybe I should to see if Jane gets a little more attention in the book.
0: Yeah. I know I just said all the young actors were not great, but somebody that I really enjoyed in this version is Tanya Reynolds who plays Mrs. Elton. The one who marries the Oh yeah. The priest, Mr. Entel, and then she comes in and she's all about I'm married so I'm better than all of you. She's very funny. <laughs> yeah. It's she's so funny and I think I was like, Oh, I know this actor and then I she is in sex education. She is one of the teenagers in that in that show on netflix she's so funny and she's she's tall and just like everything about her body movement as this prim and woman who thinks she's just the cat's pajamas is so (laughs) funny she thinks she's the best at everything and that everybody should just come to her
1: because she got married it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) well but that's a great commentary on that world too yeah Exactly, um, but and their plays, primary concerns. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but she plays it to the hilt, and I'm like, okay, now I understand sort of the comedy of manners that Jane Austen is aiming for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your favorite part of the movie? Since you weren't a big fan of it, other than Bill Nye. Bill Nye was my favorite. I'm like, oh, Bill Nye, you're so
0: cute. You're so expressive. What? What? A, what is a, it? What a joy to watch him. Um, I really loved him, the- and yeah. I was like, "Can let's make this version about Mister Woodhouse because he's the most compelling <laughs> actor here." <laughs> Maybe Mister Woodhouse could, I don't know, flirt with somebody, but yeah. no, it sticks to the story of Emma. Mister Woodhouse does not get to flirt with anyone.
1: Yeah, I did like. Um, I did like how airy it felt. So I guess I liked the cinematography and the and the sets and everything. I just the- I liked how. Open, it felt open and warm.
0: The food was looked delicious. All those cakes, there was always yeah. cakes and <laughs> cookies, and
1: they're always having tea with little things.
0: It was, they looked so delicious. Um, and they. The props looked... to the food
1: people in that movie.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and especially when you compare it with the Gwyneth Pultro version, the cakes did not pop in that one, and neither did like. The production design is fine, but it wasn't here in this one. The production design just really it's sumptuous, I think, is the only word that can describe it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, Emma and Cactus Flower, anything else recently?
0: Well, I saw Moonstruck. Just, I saw Waiting to Exhale. There's so many things now that we're all stuck at home, and you're just like, what should I watch? Um, mm-hmm.
1: Gilda, well, which th- I've never th- seen. this evening... Oh, Gilda's so good. Um but Gilda's like one of tell me if you feel the same way. Guild is one of those movies I feel like is very like front heavy. Like the first like half is like spectacular, like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, and then I always lose a little bit of interest toward the end. It does go on a bit. Um
0: but you know, what's her name? Rita what's her name? Oh, please forgive me. <laughs> Rita Hayworth is so gorgeous and great to look at, even though she's not singing the songs or whatever. But the, yeah, yeah. the scenes where she sings, which I think one of them is late in the movie, are great to just watch her. Yeah, especially when she does that striptease oh, but, of the yeah of the long glove.
1: Put put the blame on Mame. Yeah, no, amazing sequence. Before I even saw that movie for the first time, um, I read. I think it was Roger Ebert compared. Michelle Pfeiffer in Fabulous Baker Boys to Rita Hayworth and Gilda, which is why I rented Gilda as a teenager, because like since my favorite actress was Michelle Pfeiffer, I was like, I want to see I'm going to see this woman that Roger Ebert was so fond of. And I was like blown away by it. Yeah. I can see the
0: comparison for sure to Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. There's a lot of Rita Hayworth at Criterion right now.
1: So if you like her or you're curious, yeah, curious they have a whole starring. Yeah, and she's actually in Only Angels Have Wings as well. Yeah. So if any of you are planning on uh, joining us on Monday for our discussion of that movie, Rita Hayworth is also in that.
0: Yes. And I saw Moonstruck, which is a film I've seen so many times throughout the years, but I've seen it again. It's still gorgeous in every way, it's still perfect so perfect, perfect. and Nicolas Cage is so hot with the chest hair protruding out of his <laughs> white undershirt and chair is perfect and the uh, the transformation is so gorgeous just we've seen transformations in so many movies but like hers is just like So magnetic, and then she gets the next morning, and there's the afterglow while she's just walking around New York with her opera hair. It's such a star (laughs) turn.
1: So great. such a star turn. I love that movie so much. Definitely should have won Best Picture in its year. Um, No offense to Last Emperor fans, but that ain't it when it comes to Moonstruck. Yeah, and it's just, I know people... I think Cher maybe should have not
0: won, but oh my god. How can you watch that performance and not give her everything? She's so
1: amazing. (laughs) Keys to the world. Keys to the world. Yeah. And it's like... Well, you know, nobody would complain about her winning if Glenn Close had won the following year. Nobody would complain about it. Exactly. Yeah, Glenn Close
0: should have won for Dangerous Liaisons, for sure. But like when you look at Loretta Castorini, and that's Cher's name in the movie... It's not a particularly Cher-like character, but somehow it's the best role she's ever had and the one that it just feels like it's just Cher impersonified, even though it's not. Like, what you think of Cher has (laughs) nothing to do with this Brooklyn woman. But it's so perfect.
1: Yeah. And that the character sort of becomes Cher. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) The transformation is, I guess, from Loretta to Cher, Yes. (laughs)
1: uh yeah i love that movie so much um it's so weird that we've i don't you know some of these movies from the 80s it's like you miss certain ways to talk about them and sometimes i feel like we don't talk about things that we thought were just great great movies growing up because they're not like unless they have a specific anniversary or you know there's some reason to talk about them like Mm somebody they remakes them or but I hope nobody ever remakes Moonstruck because it's perfect. There's yeah, no reason. I
0: mean, just watch it. It's available. I can't remember where I found it, but it's on Hulu Prime, Netflix, one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's available. Yeah.
0: What else? What have you seen besides oh, Cactus?
1: Fruit? Well, I have not because I have been in bed like the past few days. So I have not been watching movies, but because um, I've just been sleeping. Um, But tonight, I'm going to make use of Hollywood's sudden um, desire to get us to see things that we can't spend money on at the movie theaters, so I'm going to spend the $19 and watch Invisible Man, because I have not seen it yet. Have you? I have not
0: seen it either, so maybe I can do the same, maybe. We'll see.
1: I'm definitely going to watch that tonight, Um, so that's sort of my big weekend plan. So exciting. (laughs) since we can't go out and do anything, and since I'm also still sick. Yeah, I mean, with what's
0: going on outside, staying inside feels amazing to me. It's just stay inside, be safe, don't touch any surfaces, wash your hands, and get lotion. Because I've been scrubbing my hands so many times during the day that lotion is needed.
1: Mm. I had stocked up quite a bit just, you know, just because I had before, because my, um, I live with my best friend, so he was, he kept warning me, like, you really should be stocking up. And I was like, oh, fine. So one day I went out and bought all this stuff, and I'm really glad that I did, because a week later, I was stuck inside. Yeah. So I basically have a whole deli inside my apartment right now. <laughs> so That's good. That's what you need. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, it was great to, a change of pace for us to be able to uh, talk about movies rather than just be by ourselves in our, in our shelter in place. Um, We'll try to do
0: these more if this stretches on. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're watching, tell us what you're watching and what you've loved Um, that's streaming until the next time.